frankly, don't believe in sacrificing your family, sacrificing your personal life to make your career aspirations happen. I don't believe in that. I think that you can have a great work-life balance. I think that you can spend time with your spouse, your kids, your significant other, you know, whatever you do outside of work, I think you should keep that. And I, I believe firmly, strongly that that keeps you healthy. So when I say things like prove that you have the skills, take on extra projects to build your skill set at work, I am not saying sacrifice your life outside of work to get there. What I am saying is what we're about to talk about now, work your normal job back down to 35 hours per week or less so that you can then have the time to dedicate to these extra projects that prove that you have the skill set needed for that next promotion. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. This is a podcast for top performers who also want to be amazing managers. I've coached lots of talented people into their dream jobs as managers. I challenge the way they see the world and say what they don't necessarily want to hear. You see, management is all about leadership. The best managers were leaders long before they had any direct reports. Management material is all about getting you from where you are now to that coveted seat in the corner office. Let's turn you into management material. Welcome to Management Material, episode 32, work back down to 35 hours per week. All right. It is the end of November. It's getting to be almost Thanksgiving here in the United States. I'm really excited for the break. I'm excited for the Good Friday sales. I'm excited because now is the time that a lot of different employers like to promote or get their favorite employees on the fast track promotion to management. So if you are currently having those discussions with your boss, it's not just you, it's a lot of people around the country who are having, and, and sometimes around the world, who are having these discussions with their bosses because many, many companies' budgets reset in January and they know their budgets, they know what they want to do with them, and they're trying to get the right people into the right positions with the right raises uh, to allow the company to then make their goals in the next fiscal year. So I'm excited to talk to people who are in those promotion tracks or, or want to be in those promotion tracks. So if you're not having those discussions with, with your boss, then I don't know, maybe reach out and we'll see if we can make you management material. So this lesson is about working back down to 35 hours per week. And what I mean by working back down is that kind of most of us have what is called a 40 hour per week job. 
That's what we're paid for. And sometimes that really exists. Sometimes it doesn't really exist. Sometimes you're working more like 50 or 60 hours per week. But in all the statistics that I'm seeing, oftentimes people work between 35 and 40 hours a week. And then they, well, they turn off their work stuff and they go home and there is a pretty good work-life balance. Now, when you're trying to become a manager... Most of the time, most of the time, the general wisdom is pay your dues, work more hours, take on those projects and, and don't worry, it'll pay off in the end. But I frankly don't believe in sacrificing your family, sacrificing your personal life to make your career aspirations happen. I don't believe in that. I think that you can have a great work-life balance. I think that you can spend time with your spouse, your kids, your significant other, you know, whatever you do outside of work. I think you should keep that. And I, I believe firmly, strongly that that keeps you healthy. So when I say things like prove that you have the skills, take on extra projects to build your skill set at work. I am not saying sacrifice your life outside of work to get there. What I am saying is what we're about to talk about now, work your normal job back down to 35 hours per week or less so that you can then have the time to dedicate to these extra projects that prove that you have the skill set needed for that next promotion. If you want to take on extra projects that will stretch you and develop your proven skill set, then you need the time in your schedule to take on those projects. So let me tell you a story. This was when I was in publishing. This was, I was a project manager and I really, I'm just going to be honest. That was not my favorite role. <laughs> I, uh, I took on that role as a, as a pay your dues, which is fine, which is fine. And I'm the kind of person who, who can choose to be passionate about whatever I want to be passionate about. There's some things I'm genuinely very much passionate about, and then I can decide to be passionate about it by setting goals and, and seeing myself progress and get to the next step. And that's totally fine. So I was a project manager at this point, and I really, really wanted to be an acquisitions editor. That's a, a product manager now. So I wanted to be in charge of the strategy. I wanted to do the data analytics. I wanted to stop talking to every single person who had any little piece of that project in development and start doing the exciting work, like working with legal to sign contracts and working with finance to set budgets and, and handing projects over. I like to start projects and hand them over to people to finish. So I'm, I'm not a project finisher. I'm a project starter. And my poor husband knows that so well. <laughs> so I was in this role and it was taking a lot, a lot of time, a lot of time in this role. People kept giving me more and more projects to take on because I disliked my job so much and I'm naturally pretty lazy. So I was getting, I was automating any portion of that role that I could. I learned how to use mail merge. I learned how to use Excel so I could just fill in all the different categories and have some things take on automation. So I, I didn't have to do them. I just had to 
push a few buttons and and all of a sudden things were where they should be and and could be reported out. I learned to schedule emails and and things like that so I could do other things. So so people kept giving me more projects. The company kept saying, okay, well, you're doing this well, let's give you some more. But that's not what I wanted, right? That is not what I wanted. I wanted to take on projects that were going to stretch my skill set, that were going to teach me things, that were going to help me learn. So I had to then advocate for myself and make my career aspirations known to my boss and to the people around me, make sure that I was protecting some time to improve my skill set. So I had that conversation with my boss and we, we got a cap, a cap on how many projects I was able to have at any moment in time and the expectation, the stretch goal of what I was going to learn if I could then create more time in in my schedule to learn things. So what I ended up doing was I kept creating just a few more slight automations. And I didn't, I'm going to be super honest, I wasn't a terribly good project manager, but I kept things moving so that and organized. So that's fine. I, I did my job adequately. I would have given myself a B plus, maybe an A minus if I were being, you know, if I were my boss on that one. So, so I kept things moving and kept trying to keep my job down to 35 hours a week so that I could spend an extra five hours maybe more if I could keep my regular job down less than 35 hours a week, I could spend those extra hours on things that I wanted to learn and was stretching myself and trying to prove that I could do that next role. So here's the point. If you want to take on those extra projects, you need that time in your schedule to take on the projects. You, your options are you make your job more efficient or you ask for a reevaluation of your workload, or you ask for some of your job responsibilities to be reassigned to a colleague. Your last, your very last option is what I consider your last resort. That's work more than 40 hours per week. And most people see that last resort and think it's their only option. It's not your only option. That is not the only thing that you can do. Most people will do that because they don't see any other way out. They're too afraid of having those confrontational discussions or those those discussions that are just a little unnerving with their boss to talk about their next steps and where they really want to go with their careers. A lot of people just are afraid of having those discussions with their bosses, or they're afraid of reevaluating their workload because they don't want to be perceived as weak. You won't be. You won't be perceived as weak if you're shooting for something higher than what you're doing now. If you're trying to grow yourself and stretch yourself, the one thing you cannot ask is for your workload to be less than your colleague's workload. So some due diligence to make sure that your workload is on par, at least with your colleagues' workloads, so that you're not seen as as slacking off. But if you're working more, more projects, if you have a higher workload or at least on par with your colleagues, then you can ask for your workload to be held steady. Then you can ask for your job responsibilities to be reassigned if you have more work than other people. Because what you're asking for is an opportunity to do higher level work. 
so that you can prove that you are worth that higher level title. We are having our first ever Black Friday sale for Aspiring Managers Group. If you want to build the confidence, build the skills that you know will get you into a management career, then join the Aspiring Managers Group. We have kicked the price down from $147 a month down to just $47 a month. This deal is not going to last. Only the first 10 people who sign up are going to get this deal and then it goes right back up to $147 a month. So come join us in the Aspiring Managers group for the course and for coaching so you can get to the management career that you're looking for. Higher level work commands a higher salary. It is in your company's best interest to promote you from within the company because they can kind of, and we'll talk about this in a different episode, they can kind of cap what kind of salary increase you get from position to position. It depends on if you're in a nonprofit, it depends on if you're a government entity, that sort of thing. But they can, in a private company, they can take your salary that you have now and just give you a percentage increase that would end up being a lesser salary than if you went to a competitor or went to a different company. So we'll talk about those techniques and those strategies in another episode. But the point is, it's in the company's best interest to promote you from within. So they should, if your manager is comfortable and confident, they should want to promote you from within and want to develop your skill set, especially when they are paying you less than what that skill set is worth. So here's the bottom line. Make the time for extra projects. Prove that you have the skill set for your next promotion. That's imperative. You have to prove it on your resume, within a cover letter, in your reputation with the company. Many of you, many of you have listened to the episode Be Excellent Out Loud. That is how you prove that you have the skill set to A, remain at the company, and B, to get to that next job. So if if you want to be the first in line for a promotion, you need to prove that you can do the job generally by doing pieces of that job here and there first before you get into that role. So do what it takes to advocate for yourself and build valuable skills that your company wants you to have. Let me give you an example. I was working with this one woman. She didn't report to me and she wanted to become a product manager of Well, let me give you a different example because that one's way too much like my own. I was working with a woman in UX and she wanted to be a senior UX designer. She was an associate UX designer. She thought she had the skill set to be a senior UX designer, but did not understand some of the differences in the role. So first we outlined the differences. I talked to her boss actually, and was just curiously asking, what are the differences between an associate and a senior and and a, a regular UX designer, things like that. And I got the difference, his perceived difference of those different roles. Some of it was workload. A lot of it was communication. A lot of it was being proactive. A lot of it was thinking outside the box. They're creatives in UX and and in design. And so we took that and developed 
that, you know, when I, when I say plot your promotions or, or get, you know, the promotion framework, we used the promotion framework to determine what projects she needed to prove that she had the skill set for a promotion. So then we asked for different projects. We asked for a few things for her. And by we, I mean, she asked for it. We just discussed her asking for it and came up with the plan together. So she asked for different projects to then take on. But in order to take on those projects, she needed to start working less so that she could go home and and do some other things, recharge. And so let me give you a very specific example. She did not have the skill set of interviewing customers yet. So she was an associate UX designer, did a lot of wireframes and put together a flow for internal customers only, product and marketing teams. And the UX designers and the senior UX designers sometimes would be involved in those customer interviews. They would work with the strategy or not the strategy, the, um, the market research team to figure out what questions to ask, what flows to use. And sometimes the UX designer and senior UX designers would be in on those conversations with potential customers talking about the wireframes and learning what the, the underlying needs were from the customers themselves. So she didn't have that skill and wanted to develop that skill. The very first step was asking to just shadow and be involved in some of those discussions to maybe ask a few questions alongside a more senior UX designer. So in order to do that, she had to decrease her workload or at least work back down to 35 hours a week so that she could have five hours a week of being in these customer interviews and debriefing and and things like that. So she did what it took to work down to 35 hours per week. She figured out ways to make her wireframe development more efficient. She figured out ways to get to the heart of the problem faster to decrease the amount of meetings she was in until she had the room to take on that extra project. Then once she took on that extra project, she created a report for that extra project and she sent it around and proved that she had the skill set to then interview customers, to then understand the underlying needs of the customer, which isn't necessarily a UX designer's role, but it is something that that particular company was looking for in a senior UX designer. So for her to get from associate to then regular UX designer to then senior, she had to to kind of prove that she had this skill. Do you see where I'm going with this? You have to do what it takes to advocate for yourself and build those valuable skills that your company wants you to have. They do want you to have those skills. They do want you to stay with the company. It costs them a lot less to keep you than it does to lose you and replace you. So take that time, take the time that you have in your role and work back down to 35 hours per week so that you can then take on these extra projects, make your job more efficient. Think outside the box. It's going to feel like a squeeze. It is going to feel hard. That's okay. Some of these conversations are going to be confrontational. That's okay. Have them anyway. You deserve the time to develop your skill set. You deserve 
the time outside of your work to recharge. You deserve to not work 45, 50, 60 hours a week. That is not a due that you have to pay. So do what is necessary in your role to work back down to 35 hours a week. I promise you it's worth it. If you have questions, please reach out. There are many, many ways to work back down. I'm going to leave you with that. So the three ways that I outlined are make your job more efficient, ask for a reevaluation of your workload, and ask for some of your job responsibilities to be reassigned to a colleague. Think about those. Those are in order of preference for me, but think about those options and how you can make any of them work. If you think of other options, please let me know. I'm constantly trying to improve myself. So I hope this helped and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Management Material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college. And let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.